Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. As we take you up until around 11 o'clock. Crazy night last night in the world of boxing as you had Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn from Brisbane, Australia, live on ESPN. And wasn't without controversy, that's for sure. Manny Pacquiao, really for the second time in his career, uh, on the short end of what could be called nothing short of a robbery. I mean, it was it was a terrible, terrible decision by all three judges who gave a unanimous decision to Jeff Horn. And the young Australian is able to get a notable win in his uh, record book. But nobody seems to think that Manny Pacquiao won that fight outside of Jeff Horn, his corner, and those three judges. Even his dad yesterday said that they should have stopped the fight. That's how bad he was getting his ass kicked. Um, ends up getting the win, 117-111 on one judge's scorecards. Two of the judges have 115-113. I mean, if you want to finagle stuff in the in the strongest way and you can make 115-113, I guess 115-113 to Pacquiao's side? But but to Jeff Horn, I mean, you're doing some super massage. And I'm talking deep tissue, Swedish, hot stone. You got to, I mean, you got to put all kinds of treatment to get it to where it was for Jeff Horn. But I really thought the big swing of this fight, if you want to talk about a big swing and where Pacquiao went wrong and, you know, where the judges can see this type of thing. And it goes to that 10th round. And it's kind of a bottle up of what's been wrong with Pacquiao in the latter part of his career you know Pacquiao's real surge from 07 to 2010 let's say where he's just breaking off fools guys bigger than him he's finishing him De La Hoya Hatton um you know Miguel Cotto in his prime Antonio Margarito a guy who's 6-1 to Pacquiao's what 5-5 breaking his face off there's something that's changed with Pacquiao mentally in that span as well. You know, he got super religious, got into the Bible, became a nicer guy. And if you've just watched him over that span of his career, once he has a guy beat and has him hurt, he does let up on the gas. Now, that's not the only issue that was yesterday, but you talk about that 10th round where Jeff Horn's face was getting caved in and knows he has the guy beat and he comes out they're thinking of stopping the fight, and Pacquiao comes out laissez-faire in that 10th round and just isn't the same 
the same intense wise. He knows he hasn't beat. He's proven his point. And all this talk that they have, every single Pacquiao fight that we've had now for the last three years, four years, has been, ah, the snap's back, the power's back. And it's really never been a case of, oh, the power's been out. He's had a lot of knockdowns in that span. But the finishing killer instinct that Pacquiao used to have just is not there, man, and it hasn't been there for a while. Good morning, Seema. How are you, man? Good morning. I was wondering. I was wondering how you were going to feel this morning I, about your boy. I, uh, I listen. He got robbed. I, I, think I we, agree. I think we all see it, but there's bigger issues. I think with Pacquiao than just the robbery itself. Um, if it, yeah, if you thought Jeff Horn won that fight, I don't know what to tell you. Like you yeah. must be, you must be a koala bear. I don't know. What, I, I, I otherwise. I, I don't know how you scored for him, but I, I think if you if you felt that Jeff Horn won that fight, you were giving him points based on trying. Your level of expectation was super low. Yes. So then you gave him extra points or extra consideration because wow, he's doing better than I thought he was doing. Yeah, and I certainly thought that. I think in the first couple rounds, um, he came to fight though. The first couple rounds, he definitely won the first round, and I had him winning one of the first three. I think I had him winning, I think three or four, one of those two in there. Where I was like, all right, you know what? He's coming to play. Manny Pacquiao's still feeling him out a little bit. So I thought it was a very even fight, but then I really thought it started breaking off in Pacquiao's favor. I think I had it actually even through six, and then really Pacquiao took off from there. And, you know, you could feel his intensity, but I thought it really started to waver too. Like, early on in the fight, he had Pacquiao chasing him. He mm-hmm. was dancing around. He was frustrating Pacquiao. He was making it awkward. But then you could kind of see that once Pacquiao started catching him, he was trying to be the bully. He was trying to wrestle him. He was trying to to put his effort forth and you know i thought once that started to happen he wasn't even close to landing a lot of punches i mean it was just all put him up against the ropes let's wrestle him a little bit headbutt here and there we'll have the you know get dirty with the gloves yeah it was just he was raking his face with the tape on the gloves right if it was muay thai like all right maybe we'll give him more of a shot but but as far as punching was concerned it wasn't even close wasn't even close well you could just look at the the punch stats. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how you could award a guy that lands 92 punches to 182 punches. Right. 15% how you could award him. Yeah. 15% of his punches. They made a good point on Sports Center on Pacquiao's fight with with Mayweather. He landed 19% of his punches. And he said that he was fighting that fight with one with one arm. This fight, 15% of his punches and and he wins. And yeah. he wins 117-111 on one card. And by the way, judges are not from Australia. I mean, but Crowd does influence things. Like that's that that is that is that's definitely the case. But um, that was an American. But the crowd judge shouldn't the the crowd shouldn't be able to influence things. I think they should put these guys like on each side of the the ring, mm-hmm. put earplugs in their ears, and uh, and give them a monitor to stare at. It's uh yeah I've I've heard that theory before. Um, I've well heard- I don't think that Pacquiao did an amazing job. I felt I felt that he should have gone to the body more early. Right. And that he should have been more aggressive. And, and I believe he has lost his killer instinct. instinct. Yeah, that's been I, gone I for think a while. That, I think that he's just he's just a guy along for the ride. And he's, you know, boxing boxing is a, is a sport. And that's how Manny Pacquiao looks at it. I think that he's not looking at it as... It's not a fight to him anymore. Correct. It's you know, not. Um, he's, he's done well. He's shown who he is. He's con- hey, he got ten million dollars plus plus last night. So, uh, 
you know, he, he had a good payday. I think he'll probably be back. I don't think that he expected the level of competition from this guy that he brought, meaning I don't think that Manny ever thought that when he landed some clean lefts on him that he was going to still be there. Yeah, I mean, well, Jeff Jeff Horn was was clearly, a, I mean, he was a lot physically bigger than Manny was. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's it's not an, it's not an easy, but, like, you could tell in that ninth round, all right, that that ni- that that face is looking pretty butchered, and the I ref think, was going to stop it. Yes, and I think if it was Manny, two thousand ten, Manny is 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 still going for that eye. He's still trying to break it, and he was just kind of like, all right. And then even after, like Manny doesn't get upset with fights anymore. He doesn't get. He's like, all right, that's the judge. He's like he's already been through this. Like Tim Bradley was in the crowd, was doing the the call last night. You never seen a worse robbery than that, yeah. and it's just like, all right, well, I've been on this. I've had this happen to me on much bigger stages before, you know. Even pa- I mean, listen, none of us thought that, but Pacquiao thought that happened to him with the Mayweather fight, the biggest fight of them all. He thought that he got screwed. So, yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, well, that's the judges. I've been here, you know. I was going for my sixtieth win last night, um, so yeah, the the decision was bad. I actually don't think it's. You know, I heard this a lot yesterday, Simo. This is bad for boxing. It's terrible boxing. I really don't think it is because, first of all, you have ESPN kind of having their big back uh, party last night where they're they're doing a big boxing show. It was the the top seven categories on Twitter. It was trending last night as far as uh, in the United States. And I think if Pacquiao just gets the dominant win over Jeff Horn, I don't think it's getting that much talk. I don't think people are going to say, ah, yeah, well, they would have said Pacquiao beat a bum. Pacquiao, yeah. Pacquiao overwhelmed a guy he should have. So the fact that it was controversial, um, I think I think it actually bodes well for Pacquiao as far as people are going to talk about his uh, his getting screwed. Um, but I think seeing this fight from him in another country, lo- and and losing, he's getting headbutt in the fight. He's caught up on the fight. I don't really want to see him fight anymore, man. I really came to that conclusion last night. Is He's not the same as far as speed. That was pretty evident. I mean, a guy, uh, old Manny Pacquiao, I mean, he's dusting this guy like a buzzsaw as far as angles are concerned. This guy's this guy's not trying to out outfleet him early on in a fight. That's was, not happening. But was it was it not an interesting fight to watch? I think I think what what has to be done is you have to separate yourself from. Do I want to see an exciting fight or do do I want to continue to see Manny Pacquiao at his absolute best? If you want to see Manny Pacquiao at his absolute best, well, then there's it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So I think to set the level of expectation when you go into watching these fights, period. But if you want to watch an enter- entertaining fight, I thought it was an entertaining fight. Um, would I pay for it? No. But would I watch it again on ESPN? I'd watch it again. I think we all would watch it again. I thought it was an interesting fight because there was a lot of drama in it. Yeah, I mean, maybe my maybe you know Pacquiao's always kind of been one of my guys. That's one of the guys yeah. I've always I know you I've have his, his underoos. I do, I yes. do. Um, so maybe I don't, I don't want to see the guy who you know escalated to the top like he did, kind of half of what he was. You know, he's not the guy with with that with that devastating um, killer instinct anymore. I mean, he, what he could do at this point is he could call out Mighty Mouse, and then they could go in and they could have a, do fight. a super fight. You know, they could have a they could have another super fight like. Uh, Mayweather and McGregor, it could be on the undercard. It could be Mighty Mouse and Pacquiao. Well, I think here's the thing: if I want, if you're gonna have Pacquiao fight, don't have him fight Jeff Horn. 
Like, put use to Pacquiao. Let him go and fight. Um, let him go fight at Terrence Crawford. Like, Terrence Crawford's having this fight coming up on ESPN. I'd rather have him fight Terrence Crawford. And at least you're lifting Terrence Crawford to a place where he should be. Like, Jeff Horn yesterday, like, he's got the cane and the gloves calling out Mayweather. I'm just like, ugh. Like, really? well, do you think? Do you think that based on what you saw from Pacquiao last night and based on your commentary, do you think do you feel that he even has a shot against the Terrence Crawford? Yeah, because I thought he won that fight pretty easily yesterday. He thought, did, but Terrence Crawford is a different type of animal. Yeah, but you know what? I think if I think if you fought Terrence Crawford, and I think if he even went down in weight, I think if you went to 140 with Pacquiao instead of this 147, like I don't if, think he could make 140. I think he could. If you re- like this Horn? thing. Well, that's oh, no, true. No, 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 not, not Horn. I oh, think. Uh, I think no. I think. Well, Crawford's fighting at one forty. So okay. I think. I think if if you put Pacquiao and, and Crawford, at, and you did it at one forty, like I'd be into that. And I think that, man, at least if you're doing that, you're gonna you're gonna benefit a guy like a Terrence Crawford who actually is an elite fighter, than a Jeff Horn who, no disrespect, is just like he, he went out there and he and he wrestled. Sandy, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, I'll tell you this this morning. There's a security guard at Bo, actually two at Boca Falls and one that, at Avalon that regarding Jeff Horn, they think I'm a genius this morning. Because as recently as Friday, I told them this guy could probably beat almost half of the top ten. You know, they, they created a, a sort of a, an atmosphere there. You know, first I got Teddy Atlas uh, alibying guys over uh, jet lag and diets, and and then I got Stephen A. Smith making fun of Jeff Horn's uh, fighters that he's beat. He beat Ali Funika. Well, Ali Funika had not been stopped by anybody in over 50 fights, and the only guy that stopped him was Jeff Horn. He's a good fighter, and while Jeff Horn's itinerary of fighters that he's beaten may not be Hall of Fame worthy, the kid came in as a pretty decent fighter. Mm-hmm. That said, I scored the fight 115-113 for Pacquiao. Okay, I thought he won the fight. My issue is, like in, in the case of Martin Nelson, okay, I don't – look, Jeff Horn had an off round in the ninth. Fighters have that. He had an off round. I don't need you going to the corner threatening to stop a fight on one off round and basically changing the tempo of the fight, changing the flow of the fight, because you call yourself trying to protect the guy. The guy was decently competitive throughout the fight. There was no need to go to the corner through that. I didn't have an issue with the round, uh, round nine being scored 10-9. Okay, I've advocated a bunch of times, and, and 10 uh, nine rounds, we need to go to a system for either 10-9-5 for real close rounds or 10-9 for those that are just pretty obvious. But, you know, there was so much stuff going on, Seema and Tobin, during this fight that it made it frustrating to watch. Now I've got people coming out in, in defense of Leska Rodan. Well, let me tell you this. She has had a history of some bad decisions. Okay, I don't know how many great judges didn't want to go to Australia, but she's had that. The same way that, and this is an inside piece for you guys, uh, the same way that they called in Adelaide Bird years ago because they noticed there was a pattern of fighters of ethnicity in scoring after the uh, the Hopkins-Calzaghi uh, fight, and then a score for her boy Ishii Smith. Wasn't a hearing, wasn't a review, anything like that, but they wanted to talk to her about some indiscretions. Well, they need to start doing that with these judges, because these guys are building a history of bad scoring, uh, building a history of certain bias, and I don't have an issue with, uh, with these commissions going in there and saying, hey, 
Why are you scoring fights this way? But you know what? It, it, it was it was a hell of an entertaining fight. Okay, I was probably the least surprised guy on the planet by by Horn's efforts, but by the same token, wow! It, it was funny to sit here and listen to Tim Bradley and Atlas and these guys after the gift that Bradley was given, because that fight yeah, yeah. was far more one-sided than what we saw last night. So anyway, for the entertainment purpose, it was great. But my my level of surprise today is probably a little lower than everybody else's. Have a good morning. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it, man. I, but even still, like I would be, what? I would be terrified to give these judges the ability to score a half point round. Yeah, the, oh, the idea that they can't even get this right. Well, the idea that if you were to score the ninth round, ten eight. I didn't. Um, I, I still gave it a ten nine. That is a. It's one of these things where it's super. It's super close. Um, as far as, man, that's never done. It, it's so rare to see that done in boxing. Now, should there be almost like in mixed martial arts a change of the guard as far as what should qualify as a ten eight? Because hey, you can have sometimes a guy just gets caught flush, he gets put on the canvas and pops right back up, and it's ten eight, and it's more. And it's less effective than what Pacquiao was able to do in that ninth round. So, you know, maybe there should be a, a realigning of what the rules should be. Um, but I don't, I, I don't criticize the judges for not having that at ten eight. I didn't. But two of the judges then gave the tenth round to Pacquiao. Like this is what I'm talking about, Sima. So I like I went over the judges' scorecards. All three judges who had very different scores, I agree with them all in the same amount of rounds. So they're all seeing something so different. Um, and I don't feel like that should be the case. Even if you're in different parts of the ring, the, these guys should be so good that they should be able to tell. And they're just so all off on different pages. They're all like, I don't see how so many people can see different, how three people can see something so different. Yeah. And, and that's, what's frustrating. I think as boxing fans, but you know, as far as this being uh, another example of why boxing is dead, boxing, not dead, man. Like, and if you think this is the reason why boxing is dead, you're far off. Boxing is dead because of bad matchups, promoters protecting guys, um, you know, poor pay-per-views. The idea that, oh, there's controversy. Controversy's good. Controversy's always good. This thing's going to be talked about now all weekend, where, in fact, if it wasn't, I, I don't know if we're spending the first 18 minutes of the show talking about it, if Pacquiao just gets a, a run-of-the-mill win against Jeff Horn. So we'll take a, we'll take a quick break. We've got a lot to get to, a lot of news happening this week. Uh, in, in boxing in the UFC. You've got UFC 213 coming up next week. UFC's first pay-per-view in a while, so we'll get to all that as Fighters Fury comes back right after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Look, I'm not gonna mince words. That stupid practice in the States where some idiot decided to give trophies to everybody just for a good effort. Instead of saying, oh, guy won, guy lost, and you deal with it. You learn. It's part of growing up. It's part of life. They give everybody a trophy. That's what they did tonight. They gave a trophy, a win, a huge win, to Horn, the local kid, for trying hard. You're not supposed to get it for trying hard. You're supposed to get it for winning. And I thought Pacquiao won the fight. If you go by the real rules, the Marcus of Queensberry rules, who lands the cleaner punches? Man, Teddy Atlas I was love that. fired up yesterday. Yeah. I, I was waiting for, come on, Rock. 
I was there was one point where uh where uh <laughs> Tim Bradley, I think it was in the the under the 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 co-main event and Tim Bradley's like, "Man, it's hot out here." He's like, "I wonder I uh, wonder how that's going to affect." And I wanted cuz you remember when uh when Atlas trained him for that one fight, I wanted him to just go over and we are firemen. <laughs> we live in the heat. We train in the heat and then slap him like he did. Not- <laughs> well, did you, did you see did you see when uh when Bradley answered the question about who he thought won the fight right after the fight? Yeah, he he made his comments and then Teddy Atlas grabbed his head and put his hand like, on yeah, his yeah. face like patting him on the face. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but, like good boy, good boy. Yeah, well, he was like, uh, because he was he did mention at the end. He's like, well, you know, he's like, we we are in Argentina. I wouldn't be surprised if the fight is a lot closer than we think. Even though did he you said, say Argentina? Yeah, well, he said it was in Argentina. He said Argentina. <laughs> he said Argentina. <laughs> and I actually figured out why he said that because one of the judges is from Argentina. I was like, well, what, what? How could he be in Australia all week? And he says it's in Argentina. He goes, but uh, but one of the judges it must have been what he saw. He must have seen like on his notes one of the judges is from Argentina. This is Bradley just, saying this. Yes. Oh man, I missed yeah. that. That yeah. was from the Pacquiao fight. What? Him saying Argentina. <laughs> I thought it was from the Provodnikov fight. Oh, it could be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, that he was feeling effects, but you know, it oh, is interesting. Man. They, they uh, so they had um, they had yesterday. They, the, this is like the first with top rank and doing an ESPN thing. They are having a couple more fights come up, Seema. They're having uh, Lomachenko is going to fight um, uh, Miguel Mariaga uh, coming up, and so uh, and Terrence Crawford is going to be fighting on ESPN against Julius Ndongo. Um, those are good fights up. and free, free, yeah, I like that. Um, so that's going to be like a new little relationship. I wonder what that. I wonder what this is as far as fighters are concerned. It is cool that as fans we're getting to see them on ESPN. I think. And obviously, ESPN is a. It can be a marketing powerhouse. Like they were on this all all day yesterday. Was coverage of Pacquiao, Jeff Horn, Stephen A. Smith. Their 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 mo- their highest paid talking head is is on the broadcast saying crazy things. Like they put a lot behind this. But can you watch Stephen A. Smith for long periods of time? Yeah, I could watch him nonstop. Yeah, uh, and and people get angry like that. He's on there. You got to just take him. He's a wrestling heel. Like, he's a wrestling character. Well, he is, for sure. Um, You know, like him saying that he wants to give out the judges. That's funny to me. But people get upset. But the, you know, <laughs> He wanted to give out the judges' cell phone number. Well, and how about yesterday? He's like, this is with why. With pictures, with mug shots. Right. And yesterday he's like, this is why the UFC has risen to the top. Because there's never controversy. I'm like, what? Yeah, he said Dana White wouldn't have this. I was like, what are but, you talking about? Right. Does anybody rip judges more than Dana White? Ever? Yeah. Um... And, and, like, here's the difference. I'll give this to Dana White. Dana was probably happy that he just got mentioned in oh, definitely. conjunction but with that. I'll give Dana th- At least Dana will call it out when he sees Like, Bob Arums yesterday, he's up there. He's like, well, if you go over the scorecards and you see this round and this round and this round. It's just like, ugh. This is like Bradley all over again. Him. Well, trying. he's a lawyer, you know. Yeah, I, I know. But, like, come on, man. They ask him a question. He feels like he's getting paid by the 15-minute the increment. I, I guess. I, I don't know. But it's cool when Pacquiao's on ESPN. Like, that's kind of a cool novelty. But do you think that even though a lot of fans will get this who maybe don't have HBO or don't have Showtime, I do still feel like there's a prestige to being on HBO or being on Showtime that I wonder, will this be good? Like, will people tune in to see a Terrence Crawford who's still trying to make a name for himself? Will he get more recognition on HBO or on ESPN? Even if ESPN is in more households, I still feel like, all right, if it's an ESPN fight, is it a major fight? It was a nice treat, but I'll say this. So 
these guys, it, it has to also impact revenue because these guys are not only getting paid, they're getting paid fight purse, but apparently it was on pay-per-view in the Philippines yes. and on pay-per-view in Australia. So their home countries were ultimately paying their their plus plus on top of the guaranteed fight purse, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite interesting. It was like um, Anthony Joshua Klitschko. Like in in mm-hmm. in England, it was in pay per view, but we got it all here on premium cable. Right now, with regards to the free fights, and is that does it lose prestige? I think guys like Terence Crawford need free fights. I think they need the fights that are on broader level channels that are that are received by more subscribers than a Showtime or an HBO to develop that value. It goes back to the wide world of sports 20 years ago when a lot of the names that we still talk about, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Oscar De La Hoya, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, we saw them on wide world of sports. I don't know about De La Hoya, but the other ones, we saw them on wide world of sports and we still talk about them today. Right. It created value because they were more in the mainstream media eye mm-hmm. where these fighters now you talk you have a conversation with somebody who may be a sports fan but not a boxing fan and they don't know who Terrence Crawford is right well the only the, and, and and I definitely get that and 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 having ESPN where let's say like most most sports fans are going to go consume their sports with ESPN so he'll get a lot of exposure I'm sure they'll throw Terrence Crawford up on first take they'll throw him up on sports center a bunch to get people to watch but um does it still like does the brand recognition oh the fights on on espn does that have the recognition of oh it's it's a major fight because it's on espn because if it's a fight if a fight's on hbo i'm like all right if it's on hbo or if it's on showtime you gotta think they're gonna try and put on the best fights and he's got you've gotten to a certain level but i think in like Yesterday, I thought Manny Pacquiao raised up the name of ESPN. ESPN didn't raise up the name of Manny Pacquiao. No, agreed. Um, and so I wonder if but they, they use that. Can, yeah, but I wonder if it can go in reverse because they tried this with PBC, and they tried early, and then Al Heyman's just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have Deontay Wilder face some dude, you know, the Polish heavyweight champion or the French heavyweight champion." And I really thought they dropped the ball. Like they came out hard with uh, was a Keith Thurman. Um, Guerrero or Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia was the first. No, it was Keith. No. I think it was Guerrero. Yeah, and and it was a great fight, really great fight. Um, and we're like, okay, is this is this what we're gonna get? We're gonna get the best fight in the best. And, and and though the the fights they're coming out with are good fights, I just wonder if the brand ESPN and boxing is big enough right now. Where all right, this is where you're gonna go see your guys now. You're gonna go see the Lomachenkos and the Terrence Crawfords because if it's done right, I think it can be huge for boxing. But I, I don't know if they'll execute it because I feel like this experiment has recently been tried and PBC went out of business in two years. Well, PBC's model is much different than this. PBC's model's model was five or six different networks where you never knew to tune in to watch the fights. True. Where this is this is a a, a static network that it's you know where you got to go to watch the fight. Mm-hmm. They are a promotional machine. Yep. And they have many different subsidiaries that are many tied platforms. to the network. Yep, a lot of platforms. That they can broadcast and create extensive hype around. The model only works if you stick with it. What happened with PBC, I believe that PBC 
if they would have streamlined the platforms and they would have been more consistent with the higher quality fights, you're, you're reacclimating the consumer to a different way to view the programming and a different way to be interested. Right. Well, they listen, they got to do something different. I'm not I'm not trying to poo-poo uh, anybody trying something a little bit different because, you know, like we got the news this week, Ward Kovalev 2, 125,000 pay-per-view buys. I mean, that's – and it's one of the best fights you can put together. But it pairs like that model is dead for anybody who's not Floyd Mayweather or a monster UFC star. That pay-per-view is so – it's such a – it's such a hard – model to be successful at Mm -hmm. and especially when more and more people are cable cutting these days and less people are are having television in their homes you know it's it's not easy to succeed there anymore so you gotta you gotta do something different it's very much like the music industry record labels and artists they don't necessarily make money off of making music they make money off of all the ancillaries and that's where I believe that the industry, the boxing industry, needs a transition to. They need to go on mainstream platforms with more exposure, more eyes, and charge more for sponsorships and make your money that way, and that those dollars now go into the pockets. Yeah, it make, it, that does make sense for sure. UFC 213 is coming up next week, live from Las Vegas, International Fight Week. We'll get into some picks for next week's UFC pay-per-view yeah. card next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back, Fighters Fury here on 7-9 The Ticket. Tobin and Seema here with you. So we got UFC 213 coming up next week, Seema. Now, there's been a lot of UFC news this week. Um, don't know if I'll have time to get to all of it, but huge blow. I was really, really bummed to hear this. We lost Donald Cerrone, Robbie Lawler, and that was the fight I was looking forward to yeah. the most on this card. Because, first of all, huge Robbie Lawler fan, huge Donald Cerrone fan. We were supposed to get this fight uh, last year at UFC 205. Um, but Robbie wanted to take more time off after the knockout loss. And also, like, Robbie Lawler's been like a ghost. You know, he left ATT. We never really got a good reason why. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, he's kind of like international man of mystery. And so we're not going to get to see him now. Now this time it's Don Cerrone pulling out with uh, some kind of infection that, uh, you know, he, he put out a video of him or a photo on Instagram of him getting, like, IVs. So... Hopefully a speedy recovery for him. I know there was talk that he wanted to be back for 214. What kind of infection? Yeast infection? I don't know, I don't know man. I don't know. I don't know. I know it must he be, is a beer drinker. I'll tell you what. If it's if it's Don Cerrone pulling out with an infection, it must be nasty because he's crazy. Yeah. So you know you know. He probably wanted to fight with it. Well, he wanted to fight on 214, but Dana said no. No. And I think it's probably also because that, that card's pretty stacked. I think they got three title fights already on it. So why waste an awesome fight on 214? Um... But this one, it's still a good card. I mean, they still got the 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 the, the, the two title fights I'm really into. Um, you know, Anthony Pettis is also on this, so you got a name. He's obviously trying to build himself back up. Um, he's back at lightweight after the, the quick stint at 145 where he missed weight in his second fight um, in the, the interim title fight against Max Holloway. Uh, so he'll be fighting Jim Miller. Man, I, I do hope that Anthony Pettis gets a win over Jim Miller. Like yeah, if he doesn't if he can't beat Jim Miller then uh he might be even Bellator. I guess. Yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> I mean what an how crazy like the two fall like the two recent falls of Johnny Hendricks who missed weight again last week and yeah. got knocked out by Tim Boach and Anthony Pettis. Is is Johnny Hendricks getting cut yet? I don't know man. He was you know what I I went pretty hard on Johnny Hendricks on last week's show. 
before the fight even happened. And I like, you know, and he comes out this week and he says, listen, he had a fever in the lead up to the weight cutting. So that that cost him a day of cutting. But I would just think like, hey, man, wasn't that the point of going to 185? So you wouldn't have this kind of struggle to get there. Um, it's, it's not it's not the head. It's not the fever. It's the yeah, cheeseburgers. I'm just like, I'm just kind of and this is this is coming from a guy, a huge Johnny Hendricks fan. Like, yeah. I don't want to see this, but. You have to wonder, like, how much does he want to be doing this anymore? Talk about a short stint at the top. Yeah, man. Yeah, the guy who... who it's about 18 oh, months. A lot of people thought he beat GSP. Had a hell of a fight against Robbie Lawler. And then just, like, gone. gone. Just that. Doesn't knock anybody out anymore. Ribeyes and cheeseburgers. Wild. So, so we don't get that fight. That's a bummer. But um, what do you got? Anthony Pettis, Jim Miller. You think Pettis or, or Jim Miller on this one? I hope that Pettis can find his groove again because he's looked extremely overmatched and discombobulated lately. And I, I'm actually, I think that Jim Miller is a durable guy that's going to stand in front of yeah. him and go after him and go after him, put the pressure on. And Pettis has not looked good under pressure lately. So I'm a little, I'm a little scared for Pettis in this fight because I think Jim, Jim Miller comes to fight. Although Jim Miller has a lot of miles on him. I'm also worried about the fact that it's a three round fight. I feel like he can. I feel like Jim Miller can put it on him for a couple rounds yeah. and get two rounds. But I'm going to go with Pettis, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, Fabricio Verdum, Alistair Overeem. Mm. Good fight. Good fight. Uh, Overeem is coming off a win against um, Mark Hunt. Had a TKO win over him. And uh, Verdum is coming off a win against Travis Brown, who's going to be fighting on the undercard. against that never a guy I never heard of. But, uh, Mr., Mr. Isn't that the guy from the Boston Celtics? Olenek? Yeah. <laughs> That's not Kelly, him. I think that would be a bigger deal if Kelly I Olenek was making his him. debut. I thought it was him. Travis, Mr. Ronda Rousey, he is, uh, he's fighting Olenek. Yeah, that's if what I thought. That would, that would be, yeah. how come uh, they can't do those kinds of fights? I thought that, you know, with with all of the mixed matching in sports, I thought that they got the basketball guy to compete on the uh, the undercard main event. Yeah, man. Um, man, for Doom against Alistair Overeem. I got to think Overeem's got a window of like a round. But I think Verdum's going to pull it out. I think Verdum's going to take him to the ground. You think so? I think once he gets him to the ground, it's it's a wrap. Uh, Daniel Omelanchuk against yeah. Curtis Blades. This is the replacement fight for Don Cerrone and Robbie Lawler. Uh, so this may be uh, you know going uh, going get your popcorn and refill on snacks. Uh, I'll go with Curtis Blades. I'll do too because I like the name. Yeah, I like the name yeah. too. Uh, all right, so let's get to the title fights. These are these are two really good title fights though. Yoel Romero, Robert Whitaker. Um, Robert Whitaker, who's it's had a interim, interim, interim title. Yep, interim title. And Yoel um, Romero just came out and said, who's Michael Bisping, right? He, he wanted to know if... Dude, those two guys have been... Those, <laughs> I, I'm so bummed we're not going to get that fight seemingly. I, I, like, it's weird, though. So, Michael Bisping was supposed to fight George St. Pierre. And that was, that was established, and a lot of the middleweight guys are upset. I guess GSP got hurt, something with his eye. I don't know what the hell happened. You know, mm. Protect yourself. I mean, Christ, you've been off for three years. Mm. Now another. So anyway, so that, was, that was the fight. And then all of a sudden, Dana comes out this week and says, well, Woodley and Meyer are going to fight a 214 for the belt. Winner's going to fight GSP. So now GSP's not doing middleweight. He's fighting welterweight, which is weird. Like, so Michael Bisping is just, is that is that like a punishment from Dana? Because he didn't want to fight in the in the uh in the interim for this like not, um, that's a bad word to use because he's not the interim champ but is is that like it feels like that's kind of a punishment for michael bisbing like i'm not going to give you the gsp fight because you're not going to defend your belt 
because uh, you know Bisbing kind of came out and was like, oh well, if GSP can't fight, I'm also injured. I got a knee injury. That's kind of what it feels like. I don't really see any other reason because I do feel like GSP against Bisbing is a bigger draw than him against Woodley or Maya. I would agree. And is a better, and I think it's just a better matchup wise. You got two kind of old timers going against each other, even if it's maybe not the uh, the most merited title fight. Um, but either way, it's it's a weird situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if whoever wins this is going to end up being called the undisputed champion. I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to find out that Michael Bisbing's either retiring or he's getting stripped because he clearly doesn't want to fight these guys or he's he's clearly i think upset that he didn't get the gsp fight he didn't get the big payday yeah because the gsp fight was a big payday huge so so uh i don't know but could be i'm sure time will tell as far as the matchup though robert whitaker who has had a had a rocket launcher to the top right now after winning a, a very very impressive fight against jacare soza uh, a very very impressive win over Derek Brunson in his uh, in his native land, um, and Yoel Romero, who's who you know has been the number one contender now for the better part of a year, uh, just a, a crazy win over Chris Weidman, the the flying knee from hell. Uh, how do you see this one shaking out? I I think it's Romero. I don't know how you can root against that guy or pick against that guy. He's a beast of a guy, man. And and uh, just, as I'm thinking about it, just hearing his voice, just for, you know, it kind of gives me uh, like Romero, Romero, <laughs> Romero. I'm with you. I agree. I think we're, we're, we're you don't speak me. <laughs> you don't speak me. My copy's thing. What are you? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Yoel too. I think I I almost feel like it's too much too soon for Robert Whitaker. Like I'd like I want the build up to be a little bit slower for him, even though he he had a yeah. very very impressive win over Jacare and and Jacare and and uh, Yoel had a very close fight. Um, I'm not a big MMA math guy. Like I don't, I don't subscribe to that. And I think, I think Yoel almost having a good amount of time off is good for him. He's 38. Like he's not a young fellow, even though he's got you know the body of a Greek god. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a beast. He is a beast. So I agree with you. I will go with uh, Yoel Romero. And then Amanda Nunes against Valentina Shevchenko, a rematch. These two fought once before. I believe it was a split decision. If not, it was a very, very close fight, and Shevchenko was really coming on in that third round. Um, so Amanda is now trying to become a... This would be her second title defense after her win over Ronda Rousey. She has a win over Misha Tate. Um, she has a win over Shevchenko. Shevchenko has a win over Holly Holm uh, recently, who just got off the schneid. Um, so how do you see this one shaking out? I think... I think Nunez is on a mission. I think that she continues to raise the level of her game. I think Shevchenko is a is a good striker. Yep. And I believe recently she's shown some talent and skills on the ground. But I think that Amanda Nunez is just going to overpower her. She's at a different level than she was when they fought the first time. And I don't know if the trajectory has been the same since that fight. Yeah, you have to wonder what kind of that championship swagger is at right now for Amanda Nunez getting wins over Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, maybe the two most famous women's fighters since Gina Carano. Um, and she she put it on them. I mean, her her win over Misha Tate was maybe more savage than it was over Ronda. You know, Ronda was quick work and, and clearly was a little bit mentally shaken after she got touched. Um, but but man, I uh, I do I do keep going back to that third round and I do wonder if Nunez can't get Shevchenko out there early. Is it is it is it problem time for her? And 
I don't know. I just I can't see her putting away Shevchenko. I can't see her putting away Shevchenko. Really? And I feel like this is interesting. Yeah, I feel like Shevchenko is going to weather an early storm and and maybe even look a little rusty in that second round too after coming after probably getting uh, a little bit of a beating put on her early. But I feel like she's going to, you know, I feel like she's going to weather that. And I feel like she's going to either uh, either finish this late or pull out the decision. I feel like she'll win the majority of the rounds or pull this out late, and I think we're going to have a new champ. Wow. Yeah, I think so. And, I, and you know, I, I know Amanda Nunes is a beast, and I'm not – I won't be surprised if she wins because she is – if Do she you hear if, that, Amanda? He's if she wins, Shevchenko. If she wins, she's definitely going to – I think she's going to get her out there early because that's just – that's how she works. But listen, we also don't know, you know, we haven't really seen the cardio push since the Shevchenko fight on Amanda. And so if Shevchenko, who I think, she's almost like an assassin. Like you, you see, you hear Shevchenko talking. It's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. And, and so I wonder that, all right, she's, she's made easy work of Misha. She made easy work of Ronda. What's going to happen if somebody doesn't fall like, like, like they did? I get How that. does she react? Somebody to that? with a chin. Yeah, and so and so I, I see that. And I'm just like, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna come out of this with a new champ. Um, I think, I think, I think Valentina pulls this one out. So I got Shevchenko, and then I think we we agree on everything else. We go uh, Romero, Blades, Blade. Verdum, and Pettis. No, I said Miller. Oh, you're going Miller. Yeah, you're going Miller. All right, all right. Yeah, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty in sync here. Pretty in sync. So. Good card, two thirteen. I don't know how it'll do pay per view buy wise. Um, I think the loss of Robbie Lawler and Don Cerrone hurts because those are the two most famous guys, for, two most yeah. famous names. And that, that was going to be a war, however long it lasted. I don't think it was going to go for three rounds, yeah. but but that was going to be a war. I wonder what will happen now because if this is a case, because uh, the UFC canceled their August pay per view, they were supposed to, you know, the, I mean, technically they also have McGregor Mayweather that month. Even though it's a Mayweather Showtime well, that's production, why they canceled it, huh? Yeah. So, and that was supposed to be the Mighty Mouse card, and there was a whole drama with Mighty Mouse and wanting to fight T.J. Dillashaw, who's that's apparently off the table now. Dillashaw is uh, back focused on Garbrandt, which was supposed to be the original main event for this fight: T.J. Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. So this has gone through a lot of a lot of a lot of massaging, but I think even still is a good card. I think they I think they have a nice, and they also have. Um, Justin Gaethje and Michael Johnson is the Ultimate Fighter finale. Although, you know, I always go the same way with Ultimate Fighter. Like, I'm in for like two episodes, and then it's just like, yeah, you know what? Same thing. Just it's too long and I'll drawn catch, out. Yeah, I'll catch you. I'll catch you on the finale. You could do. They should do a consolidated season. Like, do it over four weeks. I'm with you. Like, shorten it up a little bit. It's just, it's too much. Can't stay invested that long. Plus, it's on super late on a Wednesday. Never making that. And DVR. Not for me with sports. Nah. Not for me. So, Old news by then. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's certainly how it goes. Um, finally, before we get out of here, did you see the uh, did you see the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather videos that were put out this week of the training? They, this no, but I've heard that I've heard that Conor is getting criticized. <laughs> oh, everybody thinks the fight's over now. Yeah. Which, by the way, think how you think the fight's going to go. A lot of people think Conor's going to get waxed. Some think he'll win rounds. Whatever it is. But if you're making your decision off of these training videos, you are stupid. But I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor's just taking an extra effort to look horrible. Uh, some people have thought that. Yeah. I don't even think he's looked horrible. The thing is, people seem to think he's going full speed. Mm. And they're also doing two completely different drills. Like, 
Mayweather's doing the double end bag, and he looks fantastic because who looks? Nobody looks better working out than Floyd Mayweather. Looks incredible. Mm-hmm. His workouts are more entertaining than his fights. Right. Um, and then you know Conor McGregor's out there, and he's he's working on the the the, the aqua bag and the and the heavy bag, and it's just like you know he's doing some precision rounds and just like it's not it's not like he's out there like trying to be Mike Tyson on the heavy bag, you know. So I was just like, oh, these. I, I saw like Fox Sports put together a video, them side by side working out. I'm like, hey man, hey, that that that's not the same drill. <laughs> that doesn't it doesn't work like that. You can't do that. It doesn't. It, I'm not saying you're wrong to think that Pacquiao is, or uh, that that McGregor is gonna lose or get beaten badly, but that's not what that's for. Fifth round, Connor fake the le- fake the head kick, fake the head kick in the fifth round, yeah. open him up. Now I know he gets that's it right I know, there. I know he gets sued if he does if he lands the kick. Does he get no, sued if he just throws? He does not get sued if he fakes it. Ooh. He just faked the head kick. Floyd will drop his guard. God, it's over. Funny. That would be such a move. It's Fighters Fury on AM seven ninety. The ticket. All right, guys. Bonus segment for you here on Fighters Fury. Uh, I'm gonna try and do these for some of the podcasts just because. Uh, especially the weeks where there's just a lot of stuff that that drops that we don't have time to get to in our three segments live. A um, couple of news and notes from UFC 214. We mentioned it a little bit that Tyron Woodley, Damian Maya will fight for the welterweight title at UFC 214. That'll go as the co-main event with John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Can't wait for that. That's going to be at the end of this month. And the winner's going to fight George St. Pierre. Now, uh, interesting matchup, man. Uh, it's good that Woodley, we're going to see him back in the octagon. Damian Maya, who won a, uh, you know, some thought controversial, some thought lopsided fight against Jorge Masvidal. Either way, you're happy for Damian Maya that he finally gets his title shot. So it'll be interesting to see. Can he can he finally uh, wrap gold around his waist after the UFC was probably trying to avoid that like poison for sure. We also got news that Chris Cyborg's not going to fight Megan Anderson for the 145 title. After they stripped Jermaine Durandamy, she will fight Invicta 135 champ Tanya Evinger uh, in her place. So they're going to the Invicta pool again to make a somewhat competitive fight for Chris Cyborg. And Chris Cyborg's, I believe her, her contract's up in the, in the fall. So it'll be interesting to see if she does win the title, how will those negotiations go? Will they be very interested in keeping this together? Dana White came out this week. He did an interview with MMA Junk. He dropped a lot of nuggets. And... You know, he admitted that they made some mistakes with Chris Cyborg. He said, quote, she's had a rough go here in the UFC. She hasn't been thrilled with things that have been said and things that have been done. And to be honest with you, we made some mistakes when it comes to Cyborg. So the least we can do is get our belief together and get this woman a title fight. We signed her. We made a commitment to Cyborg. And not everything is easy. Not everything is fun as the other divisions or whatever. But we made a commitment to this woman. So obviously they're going to try and see what they can get out of Chris Cyborg, what her star power is. Um, you know, it was obviously a bit disappointing to see the whole thing that went down with Jermaine Durandamy after the way Durandamy got the title and then immediately didn't want to fight Chris Cyborg. And, you know, I'll say this about Chris Cyborg. Yeah, there's obviously a sketchy past with the performance enhancing drugs. That stuff can't be ignored. And, you know, when the when the whole beef was going down with Ronda Rousey, when Ronda was the UFC's golden pony, she was uh, she was the promotion's princess. You know, they weren't going to put her in a situation where she could lose her title. And, you know, Ronda's gone now. There's less stars to, I guess, protect with Chris Cyborg. 
I still wouldn't even mind seeing if Ronda came back and had a fight. Let's do it with Chris Cyborg. Let's see it. Shout out. Let's do it. Um, but, you know, we probably won't see Ronda again, I guess. Although you never know. You never know what the UFC might come offering with. But at least it would be a fight that I think people would still get excited for with Chris and, and Ronda doing that. Um, the other fight I want to see if she can get a win streak together is can we see Cyborg against Holly Holm? I think that would be fantastic too. Uh, the other interesting thing that came out yesterday, uh, this week on that MMA Junkie interview, well, two things. I'll get this one out of the way first. Uh, he says that he's going to allow Mighty Mouse to defend his title against Ray Borg, and they did cancel the pay-per-view of UFC 215, which was supposed to be in Seattle. I'm not sure if they're going to still have a card there in Seattle, but uh, either way, Mighty Mouse is going to be allowed to defend his title against Ray Borg. There's an ESPN report this week from Brett Okamoto that TJ Dillashaw is now focused on Cody Garbrandt. He's not cutting the 125. So that looks like that's all uh, said and done. I wonder, too, though, you know, it's interesting because they were so steadfast on this. I wonder if TJ's cut wasn't going well. That's one thing I do wonder. Like, what if TJ Dillashaw was trying to get to 125 and it wasn't going great? Because it kind of feels like this just got resolved really quietly because everybody was really gung-ho on it. This is what we want to do. And then what if TJ was cutting and just like, ah, oh, this is not going well. Weight is not coming off the way I thought it was. Because he's never been there before, not even when he was a wrestler. And, you know, Mighty Mouse's biggest concern out of everything um, was TJ making weight, actually making the weight and proving that he could make the weight. And the fact that this kind of just went quietly, I wonder if TJ wasn't cutting weight the, th the way we thought he was or the way he thought he would. So just an interesting thing. The other one that I wanted to get to, so Dana, we have... A, a a wish from Conor McGregor or what he wants to do next, and that's fight Khabib Nurmagomedov in Russia, which I love. I mean, this will be fantastic. Just the idea of Conor going to Russia, I think is cool. I think it's awesome. Um, and it, you know what did make me miss? It made me miss Conor in the UFC. I think the UFC really, really needs him. I think he just adds to everything. Every event that he's at is bigger, obviously. Um you know, the rub that Conor McGregor has, you know, it's amazing. You know, this, this, uh, Michael Conlon fought yesterday on the Pacquiao card. And I was thinking, man, I wouldn't even give a, I wouldn't care about the guy if it wasn't for, Oh, Conor McGregor is going to walk him out. Conor McGregor is giving this guy the rub. Um, same thing with James Gallagher, uh, at Bellator, you know, he's, he, he trains with Conor. Yeah. It's a, it maybe feels a little bit knockoffy, uh, in Bellator, but, there's something that comes with that Irish fan base, man. And a lot of them are charismatic. A lot of them have good personalities. And there's something to it. So he's just, he's so valuable, not even just outside of what he does, not just what he does inside the cage, but what he brings along with him. And able to touch all these guys and, and give them a little bit of uh, distinction with, uh, with him fighting. But him versus Khabib, in Russia, I think it's an awesome gimmick. I think it's something different. You know, there's a lot of talk of, ah, well, what if it, what if we do Tony again? First of all, this is the way it should go. I mean, it should go by merit. Tony versus Khabib has to happen. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen. Let's say it's in the fall, and then that can lead to a December fight or a January fight of if Connor wins, do it in Russia. If Tony wins, I guess you do it in Vegas. Maybe do it in Ireland. Maybe finally do the card in Ireland with uh, with Tony. But 
I love the idea of Connor going to Russia for a card. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, so we got that. Any other news that I wanted to get to? Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz uh, could be facing a suspension for not disclosing his location to testers. He is currently on indefinite suspension after they have to resolve this. But uh, I didn't even know like Nick Diaz was back active and in the testing pool. So that's an interesting thing. You know, he had the the huge suspension for marijuana. But you know, what's weird is we haven't even heard Nick Diaz wants to fight. Um, I I don't know if he officially retired because so, I know if you officially retire, then you need a four month period to kind of get back into it. Uh, maybe that'll be the way they get out of this uh, this thing. But um, as far as him getting suspended, I hope that doesn't happen because uh, we'd love to see Nick Diaz back in the ring at some point. And I think that's all the stuff I got for you guys, man. I thank you for uh, for chiming in with me for a little bit longer on the podcast. Oh, finally want to get to this. Anthony Joshua, he is trying to lure Vladimir Klitschko by having the rematch in Las Vegas. Um, Anthony says he uh, that, that Klitschko gained a lot of respect for Wembley, even though he lost. But Vegas is the mecca in boxing, and I think that'll get his blood boiling again. I'd love to see this, and I'd love to see if this fight happens in America. The fact that we'd get it in prime time, I think they could sell us on pay-per-view, and I think it would be a monster, monster American pay-per-view. So I think they should get on this. Um, this was the fight of the year so far in boxing as far as buzz, uh, ramifications, star power, right division. Uh, you want to talk about a pay-per-view fight, I think, and get people right. Do it on HBO, do it on Showtime, whoever's got to do it. But but Klitschko, Anthony Joshua fighting in Las Vegas on pay-per-view. Woo! That's a monster fight. Have Tyson Fury there. Obviously have him come into the ring afterwards with whoever wins. He's got a storyline. Got to do it. Got it. Must happen. You want to talk about a, a bring boxing back, just boxing fight? This is it right here. Klitschko, Anthony Joshua in Las Vegas, Mecca of boxing, as the champ says, uh, would be fantastic. Anyway, everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you guys next Sunday. We'll have a recap of UFC 213. Love you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.